0: Here, thank you for joining me today. New Hope Radio on the radio 92.7 FM, 1590 AM, that's WARV. Also, a podcast at the Hope Club. Catch us out later. We're on Facebook at New Hope TV and YouTube as well. Oh, well, we got a topic today. I think everybody can identify with this. It's one of those things we wish didn't happen, but it does. And sometimes it happens more than we really wished that it would. Today we're going to talk about the pain of rejection. A lot of pains in life, wouldn't you say? Bang your hand with a hammer, stub your toe, headache, but the pain of rejection, that goes right to the heart. Heart pain's tough. It's tough to deal with. But we're going to see that when Jesus comes on the scene oh, yeah, things can change for the better. I don't know if anyone here listening today. Has not experienced some form of rejection in one way or another. But I really believe it's common. It's a common thing. Sometimes rejection is good. He said, when is rejection good? When products are rejected due to poor quality, that's good. You know, we have a lot of recalls, things are inferior. But what does rejection mean then? It means refusal, abandonment, removal, exclusion. When applied to people, it's a bad thing. Because rejection causes pain, aloneness. That leads to low self-worth. So, as we journey through the Gospel of John, we come to chapter 4, and we find a woman who experienced this very thing, this rejection. And uh, she was rejected in two places, actually. She really was. Number one, she was rejected in society, and she was rejected in love. Man, that's about all of life, isn't it? Society and love. Is there anything else? So let's take a look at John chapter 4. Jesus left Judea. He's headed for Galilee. But he first had to pass through Samaria. Now, Samaria was a city that Jews didn't go through. You know why? They didn't like the Samaritans. They didn't like them. He'd rather walk around, take the long way. But Jesus was different. He said, oh man, I'm going to go right through. So he came to a city named Sychar. Jacob's well was there. And there came a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone away into the city to buy some food. And therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you... Being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I'm a Samaritan woman. Now, she knew the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And by the way, being a female, they really didn't, men in those days didn't talk to females in public. They didn't talk. So she's inquiring, why are you asking me for anything At all. Let's take a look. Number one, societal rejection. This is what she was experiencing. I'm sorry if you're on Facebook. I'm not seeing any comments, so I don't know... I know we're working, but I'm just not able to respond to you because I'm not seeing anything. Had a couple of days of this malfunction. So I'm not sure what's happening with this. Because we kind of like the interaction, you know? But I don't know what's going on with it. And uh, so we'll just have to bypass it and see, see what happens. Societal rejection. Now, the Samaritans, the reason they were hated by the Jews is because they intermarried with neighboring races, pagan races. They also had their own place of worship. And that's why, as the lady said, the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Now, the Jewish people despise the Samaritans because they intermarried with neighboring pagan nations. They didn't even want to walk on their streets. So what Jesus does, he gets her mind off people and gets it on God. He answered and said to her, I like the way he changes the subject, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he'd give you living water. Okay, I think we're working. Rhoda's checking in from, wow, Oregon, West Coast. I think out there they say, Oregon. We say Oregon, but it's Oregon. Good morning, Rhoda. Nice to see you. Now, two important things going on here that Jesus wants her to know. He wants her to know, number one, and this he wants everybody to know God's gift to her. What is God's gift to her? And number two, he wants her to know who he is. God wants that for everybody, doesn't he? He wants to know the gift that he has for us, and he wants us to know who the Lord Jesus is. Doreen's on board now. Okay, we're all checking in. I think we're working. So she said to him, Sir, you've got nothing to draw with. Where do you get this living water? You're offering me living water, but I don't see a bucket. Where are you going to get it? She said, You're not greater than our father Jacob, are you? He dug this well, and he drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle. And Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. Oh, but whoever drinks of the water which I will give him will never thirst. The water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to, here it comes, eternal life. Oh, that's different. This is better than Perrier. (laughs) This is good water. Janine's on board. She said, praise God, he doesn't reject us. He accepts us as we are. Oh, that's the gospel, isn't it? He accepts us as we are. So the woman said to him, Okay, give me this water so I'll never be thirsty again. And I don't have to come all the way out here to this well to get more water. See, she's thinking naturally, not spiritually. She's thinking Jesus has this magical water that if she drinks it, she'll never be thirsty again. How often do people do that in their relationship with God? It's not natural water he's talking about. He's talking about water for the soul. That spiritual water refreshes the soul. And then you know what he said to her? Go call your husband and come here. And the woman said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, Oh, you've correctly said I have no husband. And you know, it's amazing how a truth... Can cover up a hurt. She spoke the truth, but she was actually covering up a hurt. She did tell the truth. She had no husband. But Jesus is going to uncover that hurt. He said to her, It's true you have no husband, for you have had five husbands. Wow. Now, there's a few interpretations as to why this woman had five husbands. Some say, well, they all died and she just kept remarrying. Some say she'd been divorced a few times and every time she found another guy it didn't work out. I think it's a stretch to believe that they all died unless she was a really bad cook. But verse 6 tells us something. Because... Jesus is going to show her something about herself that maybe she was living in denial about. And I wonder if we all have something like that. If we all have something about ourselves that we live in denial, maybe we don't want to face it. Maybe we don't want to think about it, acknowledge it. And Jesus has a way of taking the cover off. Okay? So, verse 6 tells us it was about the sixth hour. That's 12 o'clock noon. It's noontime. And um, that lady came up to the well in the heat of the day. Now, why would she go up to the well at the hottest time of the day? Well, societal rejection. It would cause her to draw water and carry water during the hottest time of the day. You know why? Because the other women didn't want her around. The other women would go to the well early in the morning or in the evening when it was cooler. And she had to go at noontime because she was rejected. She had five husbands. They didn't know the story, but they didn't want her around. So they avoided her. She was an outcast. Yeah, the pain of rejection. Doreen says, Yeah, Jesus knows all about us and loves us anyway, just as I am. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, yeah. So we can assume she was looked down upon. She was ostracized from the other woman, rejected. Some of you ladies, you know that feeling. When the women in your life reject you, it's painful. Men, too. Men are ostracized, kept out of the circle. You can't come in. But I think for women, it's even more hurtful, because men can just go occupy themselves. But women, it really goes to the heart. I think it really does. And that's one of the deepest pains that I think women can suffer, is the pain of rejection. So, Jesus knows she's hurt, and he's using truth to cover up that hurt. Loss of a husband, loss of a wife. For whatever reason, you know, it's never an easy thing. It brings with it all kinds of negative emotions. Fear, heart pain, aloneness, feelings of unworthiness. See, rejection will do that. You know what rejection says? You don't have any value. You mean nothing to me. Rejection is very, very hurtful. And maybe you've been there. And maybe you said, I'm okay. I can take care of myself. I've been rejected, but you know what? I'm okay. That all may be true, but it doesn't take away the pain. The pain is still there. And the pain doesn't go away. All the Tylenol, all the ibuprofen, doesn't go away. And that's where this woman is. And you know, Jesus knows it. He knows it. Doreen said with women, it cuts deep, rejection. It does. I really believe that. I know women that have been rejected, and it was very, very hurtful to them. Very hurtful. I've been rejected too, but I get over it. I'll go shoot baskets. <laughs> I don't mean with a gun. I mean like, you know, basketball. Men have a way of occupying themselves. They'll go fishing. But women take it to heart. In verse 18, Jesus said to her, the one whom you now have, I know you you got somebody, he's not your husband. So you said the truth. Hmm. So she's living with a guy, number six, but they're not married. Why weren't they married? Maybe she couldn't handle any more broken commitments. Maybe she tried love five times and every guy committed. And every guy broke the commitment. Perhaps she was just hanging on for survival. You know, sometimes women accept men just for survival means. Just to help them get by. That's all. It's not even about love. It's just help. So whatever the case, she wasn't married to this guy. And then she acknowledged that Jesus was a prophet because he knew everything about her. It's like, wow. She never met him before. She never told him about her life, but he knew the whole story. And they talked about where is the proper place of worship. And you know what Jesus said? In the heart. It's not on the mountain where you guys go. It's in the heart. And then the woman starts to come around. And she said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ. Oh, and when that one comes, he's going to declare everything to us. He's going to tell us everything. Oh, he's going to answer all our questions. And you know what Jesus said to her? I will speak to you. Am he. I'm him. I'm the one. You know what Jesus didn't say to her? He didn't say to her, Lady, you need to repent. You need to get your life right. Don't waste your time going to church till you get right. Who's that guy you're living with? He didn't say any of those things to her. You know what he said to her? I'm the Messiah. And he didn't use the words, but what he's saying is, I've come for you. I've come to help you. I've come to give you life. And maybe most people that cross your path, all of them, have rejected you. I've accepted you. I've accepted you right where you are, right where you stand right now. I accept you as you are. See, you know what the message is? Don't perfect yourself, then come to Christ. That's not the message. The message is, come to Christ and let Him perfect you. Let Him perfect you. Because you can't do for yourself what only God can do. That's why I disagree with the evangelist that says, Repent of your sins and be saved. I disagree with that. You know what I say? Be saved first. And God will give you the power to turn your life around. It all begins with Christ. You come to Christ first, as you are. That's where it begins. Janine said, it takes faith to get past repeated rejection in this life. Yeah, faith in God. That's it. So, you know, don't think you got to make your life right before you come to God. No, because nobody's life is. You come to God. He'll help you make your life right. I don't ever read where Jesus pointed out the sins of people, except the religious hypocrites, the ones that thought they were all that. They thought they had it all together. And he called them hypocrites because they didn't. But you know the people that were the real sinners? He came right alongside them. He loved them. He ate with them. He talked them. He, he taught them. He walked with them, and he helped them. He helped to change their lives. Luke records an incident with Jesus and a wealthy tax collector named Zacchaeus. Now, you might know that tax collectors were hated by the Jews. You know why? They worked for the Romans, and they overcharged all the people, and they kept the profits. They got rich on their own people. So this guy, Zacchaeus, he wanted to see what this Jesus character was all about. So he heard Jesus was coming down the road, and he climbed a tree that hung over the road so he could see Jesus. As he was walking by, Jesus looked up and saw him in the tree. And you know what Jesus said to Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house for dinner tonight. I'm like, wow! He didn't say, Zacchaeus, you dirty rat. What are you doing in that tree? Robbing our people. (laughs) He didn't say that. He said, Zacchaeus, what's for dinner? I'm coming over. And Zacchaeus had him over. And, you know, in that short time that he spent with Jesus, something happened to Zacchaeus. You know what happened? His heart changed. Oh! Because his heart changed... His life changed. And you know what he said to Jesus? Now all he did was spend time with him. He was accepted by Christ. Christ accepted him as he was. And Zacchaeus said, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I'm going to give them back, wow, four times as much. Four times as much. So if he defrauded somebody 50 bucks, he was going to give them 200 Wow. If he overcharged somebody $500, he was going to give them back 2000 You know why? His heart changed. And when your heart changes, your life changes. And you know what Jesus came to do? He came to change our heart. Because that's where we live life. We live life from the heart and this is why everybody is welcome in church that's the place to meet jesus and to find change no one's ever should be left out or kicked out or unaccepted it really church should be the one place that everybody is accepted no one's left out you know what the bible says about jesus he was the stone the builders rejected What does that mean? It means that he was the one that could bring us all together, and people rejected him. Talking about the cornerstone, when they built buildings in those days, the stones that were in the corner of the building, they overlapped. Like if you put your fingers together, they overlapped, and that's what held the walls up. Those are called the cornerstones. Christ is the cornerstone. If you reject the cornerstones, the walls fall down. And if you reject Christ, your life will fall down. Your life will fall apart. So Christ was the one that many people rejected. But you know who found him and who accepted him? Those that knew that they needed a Savior. The ones that knew that they needed him. That they needed help. Nothing wrong with that. You know that you need help. You may have been the victim of rejection sometime in your life. Hey, maybe it's happening right now. Maybe right now, as we speak, somebody's rejected you. You can't go to the party. You weren't invited. They don't want you around. Maybe in your rejection, it led to behaviors or practices or habits that are not that noble. They're not that good. We we often do things we think, will dull the pain. But in many circumstances, it just makes it worse. So here's what we learned today. Jesus Christ does not condemn you. He doesn't condemn you, like other people might. He doesn't preach down to you. He doesn't say, I told you so. You should have done this. You shouldn't have done that. He doesn't speak like that to people. You know what he does? He offers you living water. Living water is water for the soul, for the heart. It refreshes, it makes you come alive. You don't have to be dead, you don't have to be a walking corpse. You can be alive. And the life of God can be in you. He offers you living water. Water that will refresh your soul. Oh, yeah. Don't look. Here it is. Here's the key. Okay. Don't look at rejection as the end. It may be a beautiful beginning. Rejection could be the beginning of a brand new life. Because that rejection could bring you to Christ. Who will always accept you always you don't have to change anything you don't have to do anything he'll accept you just as you are just as you are thank God he does let me give you a little illustration you know Michelangelo right a masterful artist during the 1500s painted sculpted Oh, his works they hang in museums today. Priceless, right? Good old Michelangelo painted the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. One of his most famous works stands in Florence, Italy. It's almost 18 feet high. It's a finely crafted stone, and it brings to life the colossal figure of David. 18 foot statue of David. We've all seen it in books and pictures. It's an incredible work. Now, ironically, this huge piece of marble had been rejected by other great artists. They're like, no, man, that that marble has flaws. That marble can't be worked with. That marble's not good enough. It was from the stone that they rejected that this great work emerged See what man rejects is not rejected by God. That's what we have to remember. It doesn't matter if people reject us, that doesn't mean we're rejected by God. You know what? God will never reject you. Once you belong to him, you belong to him. Once you come to him, he'll never say no. He'll never say you're not ready, you're not worthy. He'll never turn his back. He's not like the people in Samaria with the woman. He's not like some of our so-called friends or co-workers that have said no to us. No, we can't go to the party. Matter of fact, through the New Testament and the Gospels, Jesus told all kinds of stories and parables about God the Father throwing parties, throwing weddings, throwing dinner feasts, and inviting people to come. Oh, that's all he does. (laughs) That's all God does is invite people to come. He says, come on. He says, come on. Oh, I just spilled my iced coffee. He says, come on. It's one big invitation. Think about that. Rejection by man doesn't mean rejected by God. Listen, you enjoy the weekend. We'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.